Hello everyone. So I know I just uploaded an episode today, but I wanted to hop on again to deliver a message while it's in my head, while I'm getting the download. I even got a download to deliver it a little bit differently just now um, than I had originally intended to deliver it. And the message that I want to talk about today is manifestation. I heard a quote recently that said that you should manifest from the feeling of having what you desire and not from the desire itself. And at first I was like, okay, well wait, the desire and and what you desire, um, when you think about what you desire to manifest, can help you with that visualization part of manifestation. But when they, when they started to go into, okay, well, you should manifest from the feeling instead of from um, the, the physical aspect of, of having what you desire, then you, you bring yourself more into the present and you think about how you want to feel versus necessarily having a direct object or having a direct person. Because oftentimes when we when we go into manifestation, a lot of the manifestation I'm tripping over the word. <laughs> a lot of the manifestation techniques that are out there are garnered towards manifesting a specific person or relationship or um, money or um, a new job. So it a lot of times manifesting and manifestation practices and manifestation videos out there. Um, if they're not uh, focused on just specifically something a little bit more general like raising your vibration, they're focused on manifesting a specific person or manifesting um, a new job or money. But when you focus just on the, the thing that you want, that end goal, like I want to manifest money. Okay, well that's a bit of a broad manifestation there. How do you want to go about making that money? Because if you just say, I want to manifest money, I've manifested X amount of money, I've manifested X amount of salary a year, well then you're also setting yourself up to manifest maybe something that you might not want, which could be a heavy workload. And if you want to have a lot of work-life balance, but then still be able to make the money that you need to cover your bills and also to um, invest in yourself and set aside for emergencies and different things, then maybe you should shift to that focus of the manifestation from something as general as, as just manifesting money to I want to manifest a career or I am not even that I want to, but something more along the lines of I am manifesting an abundant career that supplies everything that I need to succeed in my life and secure financial security and growth while also giving me a healthy work-life balance. So that could be more along the lines of your manifestation. If you want to manifest not only having financial security and having a good enough career or a good enough job that is going to give that to you, 
but then also give you that that proper work-life balance that you desire no matter what that looks like so be specific about what that looks like and how you want to feel in your desired reality versus necessarily just the the physical aspect of oh I want to manifest ten thousand dollars very doable but how do you want to go about doing that and what do you want to bring into your life what are you hoping to attract to be able to get you to that point right it's easier it's easier to say I want to manifest ten thousand dollars than it is to say sometimes that you want to manifest a a life in which um, or that you are manifesting not that you want to manifest but that you are manifesting a life that is balanced financially and in the areas of um, having a good work-life balance and I know that in today's society and um, especially looking at today's economy sometimes especially money manifestations might seem a little bit harder to come across and harder to harder to get through and harder to get by but they are just as possible as manifesting love and something that I've had to recently discover for myself um, through specifically my love journey um, and I guess I'm going to go ahead and, and give like a little bit of a trigger warning here because I am going to get personal. Um, and and on this and on this podcast I will sometimes be getting personal and, and like I said I will I will give trigger warnings either within the within the episode if if a, if a topic comes up and and you might see me be a little bit vulnerable or it might be a vulnerable topic and you might decide okay this is not for me today I need to click away um, or if it's um, an actual like uh, hard discussion topic um, I will I will post trigger warnings um, either in the description or in the or in the episode itself um, actually speaking that trigger warning or both but um, a little bit of a warning here I'm about to get personal I'm about to get vulnerable I'm about to share a little bit of um, my journey um, so so bear with me um, one of my biggest journeys, one of my biggest things that I've, I've wanted to manifest is love in my life. And um, it's because in um, other relationships, I, was, I had to recognize that I, was, that I was largely unhappy within them. And in ways that, that came out in, in, in uh, other relationships with other people. You know, in, in my friendships, you know, they could see how unhappy I was and how I wasn't doing anything about it and how I was coping in unhealthy ways um, with my relationships or how I was happy one minute and then doing something different the next. And just, you know, people in my life, um, from my family members to my friends, could, could see the negative implications of, of certain things that I did within my relationship dynamics. And... Um, within the ways that I went about breakups and the ways in which I uh, handled breaking up with people and then also being broken up with, um, you know, and, and one of the things that I knew that I wanted in my life when I went through my last breakup um, four years ago was that I wanted to 
fall in love slowly this time. But I also wanted that love to be a little bit more on the spiritual side. And as I started discovering more um, spiritual things and I started really rooting myself in my spiritual practices and, and uh, practicing tarot more and then um, offering tarot readings um, professionally and, and doing more with, with those different things and really expanding myself and broadening myself and, and doing what I needed to do to be able to um, get in tune with myself. Uh, I, I recognized that I wanted to be with someone who was a little bit um, more like me on a spiritual level and an intellectual level. Someone that I could not only have, you know, good, good chemistry with and, and good compatibility with on like a romantic and sexual level, but someone that I could also be a really good friend to. Someone that was more of a friend than, than anything. A lover as a bonus because I wanted to be in love with my best friend. I wanted to um, go about love a little bit more slowly this time and I wanted to be able to be my full authentic spiritual self within the new relationship that I got into and that led me down a path where not only was I manifesting that possibly but also um, manifesting love and manifesting healthier friendships. And I knew that that was something that I wanted in my life. I wanted to be able to connect with, with new people. I wanted to be able to be open to connecting with new people. Um, and I went about it relatively slowly. Um, and I met new people and I made new friends. And one of the best friends that I made around that time um, coming out of that breakup and, and going through those emotions um, now is, is the person that I gave my, uh, my steampunk tarot deck to. And I consider this person to be my best friend. And um, I, I said that, okay, um, I want to I manifest a soulmate. But I wasn't specific enough, so I started manifesting different, different soulmates, and I started manifesting what I needed as opposed to just what I wanted. And I manifested a soul family. And now I have several friends who, over the course of just being friends with them for the past four years, have turned into family. And um, I've, I've reconnected with, with old friends that I've, that I've had for a, over a decade, and, and they've become like family too. And then I, I started going about my journey and I started um, coming out of the habits of coping with my anxiety and depression and PTSD with um, smoking and drinking and casual sex. Um, and I hooked up with a couple of friends <laughs> to um, wanting to manifest what is called a twin flame. Um, I'm going to go into the twin flame topic a little bit more in a different um, in a different episode uh, in my spiritual connections episode, which um, is going to come later in the podcast. But I 
I wanted to manifest my my twin flame once I started re- realizing and 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 learning about twin flames, and and I think that uh, that journey happened. Ooh, when did that journey happen? Sometime in 2019, I started reading up on twin flames and and um, getting into twin flame tarot readings and and learning how to how to read for twin flames and learning what twin flames were and and um, I got really curious and then I wanted to manifest my twin flame into my life and I did at one point and. It was a very, very odd experience, and and for some reason, a part of me knew who it was in my life. I'm not going to, not going to say it because um, that person might might eventually listen to this podcast. And um, uh, if you know who you are, you think you know who you are, message me about it. We'll talk. Uh, you know, like we'll have that discussion. Um, but uh, <laughs> but I digress. Um, I, I did wind up manifesting my twin flame. And it was a very quick experience, I will say that. And it was an experience that I needed to go through. Because I had read about twin flames, I had read about twin flame love, I had read about twin flame sex, I had read about twin flames and what they can do for each other. And my intent after a while with manifesting my twin flame was not to just have the the romance happen. And I kind of started to detach myself from this idea that the twin flame relationship would be romantic. Um, because sometimes it is, and sometimes it winds up being a very beautiful romantic relationship, and sometimes it isn't. And you're more compatible with someone who might be more of a soulmate. And, and I think that's why people like to go for soulmates than they do for twin flames once they realize the differences between the two connections. is because they want someone who is going to unconditionally love and support them. They want to feel elated. They want to feel ecstatic. They want to feel alive. They want to feel nurtured. And a soulmate can do that for you. But a twin flame is going to trigger you. A twin flame is going to trigger certain responses in you. And they're going to bring out a side of you that you need to recognize and that you maybe need to heal from. Or, or even a side of you that like you thought that you had, you had quit, <laughs> you know? And, and um, a lot of twin flame relationships can be very triggering. And, and even the ones that are, that are a little bit more um, soulmate-ish, you know, and a little bit more nurturing can still be triggering. Because... You, there's a there's a lot that you might have to go through. There's a lot of things that that person is going to bring up. They're going to challenge you. A twin flame is going to challenge you more than anything, um, and and push you into this growth within yourself. And um, so they're not necessarily always these romantic relationships that you're going to get into. And not everyone that you meet that challenges you is going to be a twin flame either. You only have one. And if you don't have one, it's because this is your first incarnation in, in, on, this, on this earthly plane. Um, and I'll go more into that later. But I, I manifested my twin flame connection. And I went through what's called a dark night of the soul. Another trigger warning. A dark night of the soul is, is very 
similar to a depression um, because it can put you in a very depressive state and bring up um, suppressed emotions and bring up um, challenging emotions and challenging belief systems that you you wind up if you if you recognize that these challenging belief systems are not your belief systems you wind up purging that and you wind up going through this inner healing and this in this inner like spiritual cleansing and this mental cleansing and this emotional rebalancing um, to figure out where you stand and to therefore um, as you are clearing these things from from your life as you are clearing these things from your from your conscious from your subconscious from your your daily your daily thinking and your daily practicing you make room to add new things that are going to serve a purpose in your life and it can be a very harrowing experience but it can also be a very beautiful experience if you let it. So I went through the experience. I went through what I needed to go through. And at one point I was in the happiest place and the hardest place of my life simultaneously. And it was just so deep of an experience for me. But I did that. And then now, a year, a year or two later after going through that experience, I'm still learning different things. I'm still removing belief systems and patterns and behaviors and habits that no longer help me and only hinder me instead and adding in different things that are actually nurturing me. And I'm still learning. It's still a learning process. I am not perfect at it by any means. And the more that I admit to myself that I am far from perfect because I am living a human existence and I am a human being as much as I am a spiritual being, the better I feel. <laughs> but, but now, when I think about love and I think about manifesting love and I think about manifesting a romantic partner and a romantic relationship, I don't have this checklist anymore. Um, I was speaking with a friend, um, actually the best friend that I mentioned earlier on. Um, one, of the, one of the conversations that we had one time when uh, he was helping me uh, practice for something um, in college, like, I was, like uh, he was helping me study something, and um, we, were, we were sitting there doing homework together, he was helping me study, he was helping me practice. He says, like, we get on the topic of love, and then he says, well, well, what does your perfect person look like? Like, describe them to me, I guess. And, um, like, what is your, who is your perfect person? Like, and, and I gave him this, like, checklist, you know, like, basically of, of like, how, how I want them to be and how I want them to act and how I want them to look and all of this stuff. And he's like, well, you're going about it the wrong way. You got a checklist. You know, maybe you should get rid of the checklist. And I'm like... At first I was like, what are you talking about? You know, like, I, I, I don't have a checklist, I have standards. But then I went and, and I reevaluated it and then over the course of time I realized, shit, he was right. I did have a checklist and I had a checklist that was more of like a ticking of the boxes of like what I wanted this person to look like, what I wanted this person to act like, how tall I wanted them to be, you know? And, 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 it, and it sounded really superficial. And I realized that I was being superficial. 
and, and that that wasn't the way that I wanted to go about things. Um, so I mentally got rid of the checklist and it opened me up to, to recognizing how I wanted to feel. And then I started focusing on how I want to feel in a relationship. And the way in which I want to feel is, is the catalyst and the, and the thing that I should be focusing on in my manifestation. So how do I want to feel? Well, I'll, I'll tell you honestly. I want to feel how my friends make me feel. Unconditionally loved and supported. Valid, seen, and heard. And I no longer have this checklist for what the perfect person looks like, how tall they are, um, their personality traits, their quirks, their interests. You know, I just know that I want to be with someone that I can share my interests with, um, even if we only have a few things in common, I can still share my interests with them and they will support those interests and they will push me to succeed versus telling me, oh, well, uh, I don't like that thing, so blah, 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 and, and tearing me down. You know, I don't care if you like the same horror movies that I like. I don't care if you like the same Disney movies that I like. I don't care if you like Will Ferrell or you don't like Will Ferrell. I'm going to like what I like. You're going to like what you like. You're going to do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. You're going to have your friends. I'm going to have my friends. We're going to have our friends. We're going to have our time. We're going we're gonna to be ourselves and be, you know, able to exist in this world without defining ourselves by the relationship that we have with each other. But then when we are within that relationship dynamic, we're not different people. We're just... sharing a space and sharing ourselves with each other. And um, one day along, along this journey, I saw a video. Um, it was a video clip from an, from an interview that Eartha Kitt had done. And uh, she said something about how a man comes into my life and I'm expected to change who I am for him. And she, and she basically said that that's bullshit, you know? No. I'm supposed to change for him for what? I, I know who I am and I want to be me. So when I go into a relationship, I want to be with a person who will share that with me. And that was the most profound thing that I had heard in a while. And it helped me to shift my perspective when it came to wanting to manifest love in my life because I recognized that the love that I wanted to manifest was similar to the friendships that I wanted to manifest. I wanted to be able to experience that kind of unconditional love and support um, within friendship dynamics just as much as I wanted to experience it within a romantic relationship dynamic. I wanted my partner to be my friend. And once I, once I recognized how I wanted to feel, I stopped focusing on the outcome. I stopped focusing on the, the person. I stopped wanting to manifest a specific person. 
And I started wanting to manifest love. I wanted to manifest the feeling. I wanted to manifest the emotion. And find that person when I least expected it. And, and what I mean by that is... I don't want to go out and search for this person and, and look through rocks and mountains and caves and travel time and space to find this perfect person who checks every little box. I want to be naturally going about my life as I will and meet this person naturally because I'm open to meeting them. And I don't care when it happens. I don't care who it is. I don't care what they look like. <laughs> but when I go into this relationship, when I, whenever I meet this person, or even if this person is already in my life and, and we're developing this relationship, when I meet this person or that relationship develops, it's going to start off as a friendship and then grow into something more. I knew that that's what I wanted. I knew that I didn't want to get into another quick relationship that was just going to consume me and, and that I was going to be crazy in love because then I knew that if I did that, it would start a cycle all over again of relationships that started and ended very quickly. <laughs> Um, and I didn't want that cycle to repeat. So, so that's when I realized that I had to focus on the feeling over the physical manifestation. And then when it came to wanting to manifest money, and, and this is one that has stumped me for a while. Because, especially, um, you know, considering the fact that the pandemic hit us two years ago. And, and we're still dealing with the, the aftermath and the after effects. And we're still building our lives up again. And we're going into this new normal. And, you know, we're getting back to the kind of um, activities and hobbies that we had before the pandemic. But it's, it's still different. The way that we go about things is different. The way that we handle business is different. The way that businesses are handling um, you know, their, their offices are different. The way that people are interacting with clients is different. Whether or not to wear a mask is, is you know, now that mandates have been lifted in, in several places, whether or not to actually wear a mask is, you know, now become more of a personal choice. And, and a lot of people are still doing it to, to protect themselves and others. And, you know, we're, we're going into this new normal. And a lot of people have not only lost their jobs, but they're still struggling to, to find new jobs. And, and when they do find a job, they're struggling with income because we're, we're going through an inflation and the price and cost of living is rising while um, wages are stagnant, you know? And, and it's hard sometimes when you look at those, those you know, um, those aspects, those, those you know, aspects of society. When you look at that, it's hard to, to think about manifesting 
money and manifesting um, a, a life in which you can feel financially successful and and you'll be able to invest in yourself and and you know spend money on something that you want to do without having to sacrifice um, putting gas in your car or you know living from paycheck to paycheck and and then at the end of that paycheck if you do have money left over um, you have to decide whether or not you're gonna eat today or you're gonna put gas in your car so that you can go to work to make more money you know and and it's a struggle and it's a struggle that a lot of people are familiar with I myself am familiar with it and and it's affected me not even just because of the pandemic, but over several courses of several years when I was being very irresponsible with how I was handling my money that was coming in and uh, how I was actually saving versus not saving and how much I was saving and what I was doing with myself. And it wasn't, it wasn't right. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't, it wasn't good, you know? Um, so... I had to learn, and I'm still learning, how to get back up from from the, the the patterns and behaviors that I had that were keeping me stuck um, in this in this cyclical pattern of um, spending more money than I made and and um, screwing myself over and needing to depend on. Um, you know, people and, and loans and different things for, for income. And I recognized one day that one of the reasons why I was stuck in these patterns is because of the way that I was going about looking for jobs. And I was selling myself short looking for jobs that were giving me an income but weren't really giving me a livable wage. And I said to myself, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be stuck in this anymore. I know that I am a creator. I know that I can make money off of my creations. I want to be a full-time creator. And I'm doing that now. Is it easy? No. It's not. You know? Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, um, I took an idea and ran with it, you know, and, and it's easy and, you know, I'm becoming an overnight success. No, I am not. <laughs> And I know that I'm not, and I'm fine with that. But I am at peace with the fact that it's still going to be a process. But in order for the process to, to work, I have to trust it. In order to, to see the benefits of my hard work paying off, I have to believe in myself, and I have to put my best foot forward as much as I can every single day. And if I have a day where I, I, I slip, then, then I have a day where I slip. And if I need to recover from that slip the next day, then I recover from that slip the next day. But I don't tell myself I can't get back on the horse because I know I can. But I went from thinking about just the fact that I wanted to manifest money and manifest work to I am creating the life that I desire by leaning into my passions and my purpose for creativity. And because I am passionate enough in what I do, and I am investing in myself by doing what I'm doing, I will be able to find and attract those people who want to be a part of what I'm doing and invest in what I'm doing and listen to my content and buy readings from me and, and different things like that. 
because I'm, I'm sure of myself. I believe in myself. I'm confident in myself as a reader. I'm confident in myself as a content creator. Even on the days where it's a bad day and, and I, I slip and I get frustrated with writing something or I slip and I get frustrated with myself because I, I keep going back and going back and going back and re-recording and re-recording an episode until it's perfect. <laughs> you know, like, um, until I'm not slipping up so much over my words. I'm still doing what it is that I'm passionate about. So I'm going to leave this message here, but remember when you're manifesting and you're visualizing, it's okay to visualize that end goal. It's okay to visualize that specific person even. But manifest from the feeling learn to detach from the outcome and watch how your manifestations take hold and manifest into your reality and remember that even if it doesn't go out the way that you initially planned it it's because something is something better is on its way I hope that you enjoyed this little message and that you will stick around to be able to hear more. If you liked this message, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow me on social media to send me messages about what kind of messages you would like to hear next. And I hope to see you soon.